We still got a long week ahead of us. The Arizona Coyotes don't play until Saturday. It's a long way, but we got still stuff around because we're here on Lockdown Coyotes. We'll talk about the arena a little bit more, and we'll talk about some Olympic hockey because why not? All on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That is Carl Pavlik. On this wonderful Tuesday, it is February 15th. Hope everyone had a good good Valentine's um, if you celebrate it. I uh, just want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode and making your Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. But this episode, like I mentioned you know, right at the beginning, is we got a long week ahead of us. Coyotes, like I said, don't play until Saturday, Carl. They don't <laughs> have a long ways. So we got to fill content with stuff that's coming up, you know, as much as we can, you know, maybe talk about, um, you know, trades, which we'll try to do later this week. And But it's, uh, man, the fact that they don't play until Saturday. Yeah, I mean, this this should have been the Olympics break. Um, honestly, I we're going to talk about that later this episode. I think that we probably are having a chance to talk about more players who are former Coyotes then we would have had a chance to talk about current Coyotes going to the Olympics because I don't see too many of the, them making the team uh, if things were you know, normal, but they're not. So uh, we still have an Olympic break that's getting filled with games. Yep. Oh, it's a grand time. But let's start things off, though, with um, you know, a little bit of Tempe updates um, in regarding, you know, mainly not really, not, not Rio Salado yet. We're still talking about ASU. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, Carl, you said that they, uh, first of all, that they went to go, uh, check it out and, and I guess get ready to, uh, begin upgrades for their, for the facility. Oh yeah. The, the Coyotes did a bit of a, a tour yesterday. Um, nice, fun thing to do on Arizona's birthday. Um, the, uh, have a nice promotional video of the new multi-purpose arena. Uh, seeing some people talking, you know. Continuing to talk crap, most people are like, oh, looks pretty good. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, and it's uh, yeah. should be a, a, a nice way to build hype. The uh, the one of the jokes that I saw, you know, the in terms of negative neg- negativity I saw came from an AHL team. Mm, the Barracuda? Yeah, because they're <laughs> building at their new arena and like, like ours is bigger. It was designed just for you, and yeah. this one is was designed for a college team. But yeah. sure, yeah, it's a, it's it's a, I don't know. I I personally wouldn't be saying stuff, uh, but in the new age of sports Twitter, where everyone tries to be snarky, uh, like the Kings, I blame the Kings for that. Uh, I can see why an AHL team would would think to to clap back, whatever. Uh, I don't care. 
Barracuda. They have no impact on hockey. Uh, I've been to a Barracuda game when they played Tucson. They don't attract very many fans. So, yeah. What was the biggest story we heard about the Barracuda? Uh, that uh, Evander Kane, did he even play for them? Uh, yeah, he played a few games for them. Yeah, yeah. There was the the only time people have cared about the San Jose Barracuda. No, and then there was that racist in- incident. Sure. <laughs> there was also that. So, so not in good news. The Barracuda have been. Yeah, no, uh, they need some kind of positivity. So, uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks finally wrote a good article about the Barracuda because they had a funny comment on Twitter. Good for them. Oh man, oh man, what a time! Yeah. What a time! But uh, what's interesting, Carl, is I was going through some of the. Um, uh logistics of of the uh discussions between Arizona and ASU and the um the proposal that was sent to Abor last week and um apparently they put the timeline out there of this arena right um yeah. and they says the uh it will the arena will be ready for ASU in November that's not the problem uh it won't be ready for the coyotes until December. So that can lead to a couple possibilities. And I want to get your thoughts about this. The first is what seems what, what a lot of other people seem to be the most likely possibility, which I find interesting. And that is play on the road for that entirety, almost two months until the arena gets built. Um, Or, find a temporary temporary solution aka like play in tucson for at least a couple of games just to kind of fill in okay let's get an, at least a home game or two or three yeah. in there so we don't oh not always on the road uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see um i mean we saw the san jose sharks play what their home games when covid was happening yeah. uh at gila river arena uh, back when you know, I got to call them the Scottsdale Sharks because they were playing out of the ice den. Uh, so it wouldn't be the, the most unrealistic thing um, to to do that, to play a home game somewhere else, like Tucson, like you mentioned. Um, heck, maybe even Gila River Arena for a game just to make everyone go crazy. Um we also could see a, a lengthy road trip. We see that pretty much every year when was it Chicago needs to go on a massive road trip because the circus is taking up their arena. Like these things are like logistical things that need to be worked out, but they're not, you know, major problems for anyone. But that the, a lot of those are somewhat shorter terms, not close to two months. Like yeah. we have this month right now that's going on right now. This month of February. If you're not from Tucson, you don't really know what's going on here. But we have the Gem and Mineral Show down here, the massive Gem and, Gem and Mineral Show. Yeah, and the re- and um, part, a lot of it also happens to be at the uh, Tucson Convention Center. Because of that, the Tucson Roadrunners are off for almost a month, um, off the, on the road. So. Uh, that also happens to be the case too. It's really interesting to see stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I've brought it up before, but one of my former jobs, I, I talked to a lot of people who did scheduling for events, and like these are all things that like 
professionals are aware of and they work around and they're just like, okay, like maybe it makes my job a little bit harder, but it's absolutely not the hardest thing that they're going to need to do. Uh, I think there's also going to be issues with uh, scheduling Friday games uh, for the Coyotes uh, due to, you know, ASU playing games on weekends because that's how college hockey works. You can't have people really travel on a Tuesday when they got class. Now you brought up an issue that I thought about for Tucson Arena if they were to use that as a as that temporary spot if they wanted to do that. Because not only do they have the Roadrunners to think about, but they also have the University of Arizona to think about. Of course. Uh, aren't they supposed to be getting a thing sometimes? Yeah, but not until like 2025 or something like that. Gotcha. Uh, well, I'm just glad that I don't have to do the logistical work because it seems like a, a massive hassle. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, though. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how they uh, they play this out. It will be interesting, like because um, again, two months on the road or play someplace else. It's, it's like there are so many so many hoops to jump through. And again, luckily, like you said, we're not the ones that have to make the decision. It's just fun to speculate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good to you know, just engage in those kind of thought experiments because it really does kind of reveal some of the things that you're maybe not aware of uh, as a fan, uh, that we're not aware of as media people. Like, what are the details? What are the issues that are going to come up? What are other people planning for that we don't know about yet? Because I guarantee you, someone is thinking about all this. Absolutely. We still got more to get to, though, on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to talk about some Olympic hockey coming up in just a moment. We're going to have some fun, get some, uh, I mean, talk about now U.S. doing pretty well for themselves right now on both men and women's. We're all on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes in just a sec. But first, a quick word from Carl. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're the guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits also make a great holiday gift. If you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. Um, like I always say, I don't personally have a beard because when I had one, it was really itchy. Didn't like it. But, you know, that wouldn't happen if I had Primal. So if I ever decide to grow one out, maybe that's what I'll do. Uh, we know that every company claims to be the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and their the feel in your beard to other products you use. We promise you'll f- see and feel the difference. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off. So let's get back here on Lockdown Coyotes as we talk Olympic hockey. Um mm-hmm. It's fun to talk about Olympic hockey. Um, I know there are no current NHL players there, but the it's it's been fun so far, right on both men's and women's. Yeah, it's been. It's like been I said, 
like I said, there's a bunch of former Coyotes players, and we probably wouldn't have seen that many uh, if they were NHL players. Um, but it's good. Uh, Team USA, who I I guess I'm rooting for this year, uh, I always kind of decide. Uh, usually I go Sweden, just because I, Team USA is usually constructed in ways that annoy me. But Fair they're enough. doing good. Yeah, Team USA and the men's. Um playing the quarterfinals today against uh, Slovakia. Nice. And uh, Team USA and the women's plays Canada in the gold medal game tomorrow. Not really a surprise with that one. Uh, I do find that women's hockey tends to be dominated by Canada and the U.S. Um, I would like to see that more. Um and I think continuing to have it in the Olympics is how you help grow women's hockey internationally. Uh, I saw some very stupid takes on Twitter about that, but yeah, uh, it'd be cool if we got to you know see like competitive. I would love to see like a you know, Swedish women win the gold medal sometime, or heck, Slovakia, Czech Republic, any of those teams. I'd like to just see a a competitive uh, field. Yeah, but I don't think we'll see that anytime soon. Just because we've seen how the the the, the women's side does for um, for both U.S. and Canada. It's just they're just too good. Yeah, and it, that rivalry is just so mean. It is. They absolutely hate each other. It is fun to watch. Uh, I definitely recommend if you are hesitant to watch women's hockey for whatever reason. Uh, watch U.S. Canada gold medal games, just because they will likely be some of the most violent hockey you will watch ever. Speaking of U.S. women's hockey, for those who can tell that this is signed by, by two players of the U.S. gold medal team from twenty eight from twenty eighteen, and two members of the Canada silver medal team. Nice. Very so nice. This is when they came to San Jose for the All Star game, and I was almost tempted, just just as a joke. I didn't like wanted me. I didn't really want to mean it that way, but I was almost tempted just to joke around with the Canadian because, like, I got uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield and Brianna Decker first signing gold, and I almost wanted to get the Canadian team players. It's like, no, you guys have to sign it in silver. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love it. Uh, <laughs> if you, especially if you had like the gold Sharpie and the silver Sharpie and you made sure to consciously hand them that. That would be beautiful. Uh, you should have. Uh, I could see them being potentially angry about that. So maybe it's best that you didn't. Which is why, which, which is why I was like, okay, I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah. Uh, it would have been amazing though. It would have been absolutely amazing if I did that. Absolutely amazing. That would have been perfect. Just a and and a perfect visualization. Uh, it. I do always hear like the like apparently people who get bronze always feel better than people who get silver because you lose to get you silver win, medal. Well, because you win to get yeah, you win to get bronze, you lose to get silver. Yeah. And you're always just constantly second guessing. You're like, what if I had done different things in that gold medal game? Bronze, you're just like, hey, we did it. Um, <laughs> we meddled. Yeah. We didn't, there was a chance that we weren't going to, and we did. And that's cool. Um, so I, I feel like they may hold a grudge, but 
on the other end, you're like a silver medal winning Olympian. Uh, so that ain't too bad. Yeah. Uh, it would have been great though. But again, I'm glad that the two, the two I got from the women's side was Kendall Coyne Schofield and Brianna Decker. Two of my favorite on, on the team. Brianna Decker's not playing anymore. She's injured, but sure. at least for this year, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah. did you want to talk about some, uh, how some of the former Coyotes are doing or let's get to that in just a moment. I get. It. Um, I know we, we're continuing to talk about some uh, some some Olympic hockey. We talked about how we're both me- where the men's team is doing and how and where they're at, and the women's team and get their games coming up. But let's also talk about some former Coyotes players and see how they've performed so far in the Olympic hockey world. But first, I want to let you guys know that football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of sports betting needs. BetOnline remains your best spot for all sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today and use your mobile website or device to sign up uh, to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts and speaking of college hoops i am just ecstatic that u of a basketball both men's and women's freaking killing it they're down uh sure yeah uh, i am not keeping up so i and i never cared about asu basketball but u of a people always seem to be very uh Big into it, so I'm glad your guys are doing well. Bear Basketball School, number three in the nation. I was going to say something mean. I'm just going to not. I'm going to move on. Oh. Can't be to talk about U of A. Stop it, Robin. You're going to get me in trouble. It's 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 the rivalry. Got to love it. I love I love the interstate rivalry. It's amazing. Uh, but anyways, let's get to the final topic of today. And let's talk about just how certain players are doing in Olympic hockey. And that is how former Coyotes players are doing. Those who, at least at one point, were on the Coyotes roster. So, um, you got some some players you'd like to share. Yeah. Uh, the first one that sticks out um, is Andy Mealy. Uh, definitely one of my favorite former Coyotes. I always loved watching him. Um, definitely wish he had you know cracked the lineup more or even gotten to like play when he was with roadrunners last but in three games he has a goal and three assists which is pretty impressive uh quite a few players have four points but yeah he's one of them especially for a group a winning team usa yeah and for like uh, i mean this is definitely the year of some older players uh like, I'm seeing Eric Stahl, 37, uh, but you know, for 33 years old, Andy Mio is my age, so it's always great when I see someone my age doing things, uh, you know, still being able to play at a, a professional level gives me a little bit of hope for myself. When you said older players, it, remind, it just reminded me of the, uh, the joke roster that someone put out for Team Canada. <laughs> you saw that one? 
I did. I think I actually got fooled by that one. Um, yeah, I I, re- I retweeted it. And I knew it was a joke, and I had a friend, um, a friend, uh, respond back. He's like, "Why is there like a forty-year-old goaltender or whatever?" And and he's like, "Oh, I see. It's a joke." I've <laughs> I mean, is Yaromir Yager still playing? Uh, he's still playing. Yeah. And how but old like, is he? Forty-six. Seven? Uh, 50. Oh, Jesus. I was a few years off. Yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing to see. Um, but, but yeah, no, there, there was definitely, uh, that was a, a good, honestly, even though it was a joke, uh, it was probably a pretty decent Canada lineup. I mean, Danny Heatley. Come on. <laughs> uh, they have uh, Jason uh, Jason Demers. Uh, is I think is he the only former Coyote on Team Canada? I believe so. Um, I mean, let me double check. the info I will say he has two assists already uh, and is a plus seven which I mean plus minus is never really that big a thing but it's always kind of interesting to see in NHL or in um, Olympics hockey because there's just so much fewer statistics available, but it's pretty good. Let's see. Yeah, I think um, only a former Coyote, but um, let's also not forget about the general manager. Mm, yes. We do have a uh, Coyote representation uh, with Shane Doan. Yeah, he's having. I'm pretty sure he's having fun over there. Absolutely. Uh, two other long ago former Coyotes, Tobias Reeder and Mikel Botker, both with goals and assists. Uh, and I've noticed that uh, Botker's uh, name is being spelled uh, with the correct uh, pronunciation. No longer the O E. Um, which is cool to see. It's the the O with the yeah with a big slash through it, which I'm yep. sure. Uh, I would. I, I'm kind of curious to see like when we're going to start seeing more pronunciation uh, on jerseys because we've seen a couple teams use it, but I feel like a Mikhail Bodker jersey um, with the the correct spelling of his last name on there. I know, right? It's awesome. The one thing I love the most in terms of spelling on like spelling on a jersey was what Ethan Bear did with uh Oh uh, yeah. For a spe- it was not it was just for one night or whatever and it was his uh it was like the uh, like like the first nation like language in the um language. Yes. Symbols, like. Uh let's see. I wanna pull looks like it was Cree. That's what it was. 
which is really cool. Um, definitely, I mean, I don't see why um, there isn't more stuff like that for jerseys. Um, it, it definitely probably sell more of them if people were able to get it in like more customized ways. They should do. Um, you know what would make hockey fun if they did a, they did like what baseball does, players weekend, mm. where you can put, put put whatever you want on your back of your jersey. Ah, oh, I feel like that is just you're asking NHL players to express themselves. They they've been told not to do that. Uh, but see, they did told not to do that when they were still in the television contract with NBC. Now they're on television contract with TNT and ESPN. Those and those both networks have already had more personality than NBC ever did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I will agree. I I honestly haven't been the most impressed with TNT's package watching the games, but it, it definitely feels more exciting than watching NBC. It's a, a pretty low bar that they've thankfully cleared. And it's sad because NBC at one point was, you know, supposed to be a top dog and. Yeah. Like the age of when it was what NBC and versus early twenty <sighs> tens. Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, I feel like NBC they had like a few good sitcoms, and then it just kind of all kept falling apart. Yeah, but. Now we don't have to worry about NBC because you got two new long-term contracts of two other TV networks. Yeah, and, and honestly, like um, you know, TNT games relatively easy to watch. Uh, ESPN Plus games, I, I don't have problems with them. Especially if you have a Hulu account, you don't even have to have an ESPN Plus account. You just watch like ESPN Plus games, national games are also on Hulu. You can watch it through that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, very convenient. Uh, honestly, the biggest one uh, with watch problems, I would say, is is Belly Sports Arizona. Yeah, because you can't stream. Yeah. Or you can if but you have a cable account. Mainly a DirecTV account. Uh, which is uh, how I do. Uh, I have have a Cox login, and I use that uh, my Roku. Yeah, I live in the Xfinity area, so it makes things more difficult. Of course. Uh, we were talking about the Olympics. Uh, nah. Who do you have uh, for the women's, uh, USA or Canada? Ooh, I'm always going to go USA. Uh, uh, me too. I mean, the last time they played each other, Canada gave US a pretty big like, like it wasn't. It was not. It was not the game. But yeah, it it's a. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. But I'm going uh, women's uh, USA as well. That will be fun. That and, and once again, that is uh, that is tomorrow. So if you want to watch that, we'll maybe talk about it, maybe a little bit more tomorrow if we have if we have the time. Give yeah. a little. We give a little extra preview. But uh, what about? today's u.s slovakia quarterfinals game mm. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go US for this one as well. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna support uh, Melee and Ness, uh, two former Coyotes in leadership roles with Team USA. And I think they're gonna carry it to a win. I like it. I like it, and I'm gonna be I'll be with you on that. I'll also say um, the uh, the US on that one, and uh, things might go down if the US ends up having to play the ROC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I don't necessarily have the most faith in the US winning gold or even meddling, but I think that they can get you know one more one more win under their belts. Yeah. Um because they also have Finland and Sweden in the also in that in that area so but it'll be interesting to watch i I think this is kind of one of the more more just interesting coverage i've seen of an olympics especially compared to uh the ones in sochi the ones in sochi were an interesting one that 2014 year was very strange yeah Yes, it was. I, I just remember like pictures of being like, "Yeah, uh, our room's not built, and there's no toilet." Yeah, uh, just just trying to guess. Was that also the last year that the um, Russia was able to represent under the Russian flag? Because I know that was the year that the that the whole scandal happened. Um. Olympic athletes from Russia at the 2018. Uh, no, I think they were able to in 2018. Really? Um, yeah, no, they had to be under the Russian flag in, in Pyongyang. Or hmm. Pyongyang. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, following is the Olympic athletes from Russia roster. So yeah, they would have been Sochi. Wow, it's been that long. It it really has. I I was honestly not expecting it to have been that long. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you go through a major major scandal like they did. If you go through multiple major doping scandals, yeah, yeah, the IOC would is like no. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. fine if you're Lance Armstrong, but if you're an entire country, oh. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Anyways, though, we're at a time of this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Again, we should tune in all through this week. We'll have a little bit more Olympic coverage because, you know, we got some time until we get to talk about actual Coyotes hockey. We'll talk about potential trade up, trade prospects. We'll go through all the fun stuff. Plus, um, early next week, we got a special guest. I'm not revealing who it is yet, um, but you guys are really going to enjoy this person. I'm pretty sure Carl can vouch for it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, though, 
Um, if you like what you heard on this episode, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes, and on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes. Uh, we are personally at Robin underscore Leonio. That is Robin with the Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik F-F-H. Interact with us. Ask a question you might have. We can interact right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.